How about we do a podcast intro? Oh, okay. I think that's why we're here. Isn't podcast it? intro. You heard it first here. We are introducing <laughs> this podcast with Lindsay singing wonderfully, beautifully. I've been singing always all day. Thank you, Clint. Yeah, no problem. You know what? You started yesterday. You're I just, did? You're just continuing. Oh. Yeah, I think last week was the dancing podcast because you danced your way through that one. Oh, man, I remember. Well, I want to <laughs> know next week. Juggling? <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned. Wait to see. <laughs> well, so this week we're going to talk to someone who's involved in a fairly young trailer manufacturing company, and it's Vorshear, and they they are making some very rugged adventure. He he would say overlanding trailers. I know, I know. Overlanding that term that gets used, abused, overused. Right. Un- underrated, overrated. Right. And what does it mean? It's been yeah. kind of watered yep. down. Um, but also a lot of our listeners might not feel like they connect with that style or that format mm-hmm. of camping. However, the story of how a company gets going, particularly, I think they started, we'll have to get back into the interview. Literally during the pandemic, right, right when the pandemic started, uh, just, just started the company then. And right. just, I mean, I can't talk, but well, I can sing. That's a good therapy tool. When you can't get, <laughs> when you can't get something out, just sing it out. Ah. Well, we didn't have any singing in the interview, but it was really enlightening, even if you don't like adventure trailers. So, yeah, very so. cool. Glad he was here. Thanks for joining us, Mark. And now we're going to share with you guys. All right. So welcome to the RV Small Talk podcast, where we talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and the people and places and adventures that go right along with them. We are your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I am Clint. I am PJ. And I'm Lindsay. Thanks for joining us today. Mm, mm, very nice. So <laughs> head on over to RVSmallTalk.com if you want to see the show notes for this episode or any other episode that we may have done. And we are also on social media, so you can find us on, on Facebook for our community. Community group. That's RV Small Talk Community Group. And hop on over there. Did you know that we are also on YouTube? Oh my gosh, I'm on YouTube. You're on the tubes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can search for us at RV Small Talk on YouTube and catch our Friday noon live every Friday at noon central. That's right. And we're starting to do this whole format of trying to figure out how to best actually video these recordings. So are we videoing right now? We actually are, as oh, long as ooh, I push the hey. right buttons. <laughs> Everybody wait. So, so if you want to see what we look like and all the discomfort that we put ourselves through. <laughs> so I should stop picking my nose now? Yes. yes. Now would be a good time, Lindsay. Head on over. And, and while you're there, anywhere that we've talked about, like and subscribe. And your favorite podcast player. Follow us, subscribe, and share your thoughts there. We really do appreciate it. We learn a lot from you. So, hey, and up? if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review us. Really helps. So thanks mm-hmm. in advance. Mm-hmm. All right, let's dive into this episode. Okay, everybody, this is this is it. We're finally going to get down to recording a podcast for this week. And with us, we have Mark Mousy. I always say it's so almost wrong or very wrong. Mousy? Mousy's correct. Mousy, yep. because I really want to say Mousy. No, I get, a, I get a lot of variations, and it's okay. I don't, <laughs> okay. I'm not offended. All right, but you are from Vorshear, which I bet very few of our listeners have heard of yet. But after they but hear this. they will soon. Our listeners to. are going yeah. to go onto the Googles and figure this out. 
So, so welcome. Thank you. Good to be with you guys. Why do we have you here? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I've been wondering that myself. So, you guys obviously have an, a niche market interest in overlanding trailers. Here, oh yeah, right? you've walked our you've walked our sales lot. Yeah, yeah. I was I got uh, to have a tour earlier, mm-hmm. and it's evident online too. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, a lot of people don't know what overlanding is, and you guys obviously do. You've got some of the other trailers. Mm-hmm. And so as we were looking around for a better presence here in Texas, we we reached out. Mm-hmm. We've, we've been talking over the course of a couple of months, and uh, so we're ready to go. You're now a dealer for us. Uh-huh. Get some trailers on your lot, and uh, and that's why we're here. We're going to start carrying for sheer. I'm really excited about for sheer. Because one, the name is just cool as hell. It is, yeah. I really like being like for sheer. Oh, do you want the story? It makes me okay. Yeah. I, and that's what I was gonna say. It uh, sounds like we're gonna storm Valhalla. Yes, I, I, I need to know the story of not just the name, but your company in general. When, how did it start? All that. Let our listeners know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. The background. You bet. So, for one, I mean, you you know, in today's internet age, you need a unique name. Yep. You know, you can't just be like cooltrailer.com. I want to say like I mean, for you- sure, but it's just going to come out for sure. No, we get that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like for sure. So evidently, Vor is the Norse goddess of knowledge. I knew her storm in Valhalla today. I, that's why you were close. I thought that was cool. And well, I'm Swedish, is- so I get to. You are? Yeah. Oh. Swedish. All right, guys, back on track. Okay. Erdy, birdie, birdie. I'm guessing we're neighbors with the Norse and the Swedes. Um, <laughs> So, Norse God of Knowledge, Shear is Absolute. Okay, so you put them together, you get Vor Shear. Absolute Knowledge. Sure. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Okay. So, and it's very unique. There, you're, If you search Vor Shear, you're not going to get anything else. Right. But oh, that's good. That's From awesome. From a marketing standpoint, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think I'm going to name my next kid Vor Shear. I like it. <laughs> I'm just I like it. Kidding. Give him a battle axe. I'm not having a any more kids. I'm you, just a, <laughs> a Viking. Welcome helmet. to this world. Here's Vorshir. your battle axe, yeah. baby Vorshir. Okay, okay so, so your but, company. Yeah, tell us that. So I mean, you, you know, you got to kind of go back to the roots. Our owner, Steve McLeod. Uh, Steve McLeod. Steve McLeod. Yeah. Super, super cool guy. There's and a lot of there's a the lot of names. Stuff with this. I mean, go, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to catalog Just this. Keep getting better, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, pipeline welder. Mm-hmm. Okay, not an easy thing to be able to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the certification for that and and being able to pass those qualifications. Right. right. So expert welder. Also had an architectural wood shop for quite a while and and you know could lay out these intricate beautiful you know staircases mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. cabinet projects gifted engineering mind oh like you wouldn't believe okay yeah. yeah yeah in fact let's put a pin in this but our trailers are designed in solidworks right which is really advanced cad software okay right okay. nasa boeing use this stuff okay. huh. and steve has taught himself to use this as has davin who's our other solidworks designer in our cool what's davin's last name mcleod <laughs> ah Ah. Uh, mm. hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like probably like, and they're both. You, you should see them work. I mean, so pipeline welder, architectural woodwork. Mm-hmm. Now it comes time to design a trailer, right? And so it's no surprise when you when you open up. And I'm jumping ahead just a little here, but you you know you open up the back of a Vorshire trailer to look at the galley, and you look at the woodwork, 
and it's superb, mm-hmm. right? It's not what I call sticker wood, you know, that mm-hmm. particle board with like right. the fake wood sticker on top. Uh, right. It's yeah. actual hardwood made like a cabinet in a professional shop. I mean, it is made in a professional shop. Mm-hmm. We have a woodworking uh, portion, wood production area in our facility. So yeah. why did he want to make trailers? Well, he worked for a while for a, a previous company who was building overland trailers pretty early on. Okay. okay. Um, that particular company went under. Steve was the but he'd already caught the bug. Caught the bug. Yeah. Yeah. Knew how to do it. Really was was uh, had a a large part in the design and the production of the trailers. He was the foreman. Okay. And so. Um, actually was was able to uh when that company went under um purchase the assets and borshire was born so completely separate company right. what, what year was borshire born 2018 2019 what a what a time baby for a timing. Yeah. right and, and timing time, is crazy times were good in 2018 2019 <laughs> I don't even remember 2018. It seems like 20 years ago good, now. It was a good dream. Kind of a blur. Right. Yeah, I think it's a blur for most of us. <laughs> right. Well, and seriously, like you think about people are talking about supply chain issues now. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what was happening in 2019, right? Like we all know COVID mm-hmm. was just getting started. Mm-hmm. So Vorshear has been dealing with supply chain challenges almost. from inception. That's, that's all you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> like if that's the only problem we have, like no big deal. Huh. Right. Which is a different mindset. Yes, the than the companies who had the it. big behemoth established brands. Yeah. You know, yeah. Th- because they were all, I uh, forget the term right now, but it's basically on time. You know, you don't have any inventory in stock. It's, it's what do they call that? Just in time That's manufacturing. It. Yeah. That's it. And some of the, you know, like Toyota and Ford pioneered a lot of that, or yes. at least I guess modeled it. I don't know if they pioneered it, but the concept for, for sure, your listeners who don't know just in time, literally you could have a situation where like, let's say at Ford, the semi truck pulls out at the dock or pulls up at the dock. Mm-hmm. You unload. Uh, components whatever components it is. wheels and they never go onto a shelf they go right onto the assembly line exactly and immediately installed on exactly a right so you're you're not inventorying and storing things well when COVID hit you know suddenly you've got mm-hmm. a, let's say you've got a a fifty thousand dollar trailer whatever company we're talking about mm-hmm. but you can't you can't deliver that trailer because you're waiting on an 18 dollar part right Right. That's that's kind of a problem. Yeah. So if you can get ahead on those parts and, and get some inventory on the shelves, right. I think most manufacturers now have seen this and they and they they know that in our current situation, just in time manufacturing is out of the way. When you don't know, you know, with with COVID, we had we had certain parts that come, you know, internationally. And uh, one of our one of our components, the timber and suspensions come out of Canada. Well, oh yeah, they're just right over there. But there's politics. Borders closed. Right. You're not getting them. Now what do you do? Yeah. So, so what do you do? Well, that's an interesting story. So Steve actually he, he's very intuitive and he pays attention, and he actually had the foresight to see that we were going to probably experience some supply chain problems, and and went out on a limb and purchased enough timber and suspensions at at. at at the time at the time yeah. it was kind of painful right it was like oh we don't want to have to do this mm-hmm. wrote the check and those suspensions carried Vorshear through some of the difficulty that was one of the key components that that other right. manufacturers couldn't get yeah. well we had some on the shelf and they were like gold for those months that sure had enough to continue cool. producing. 
Yeah. Can you, um, for our listeners who are really learning about your product for, for the first time, can you give us a, a audible description of what you guys make and bring to the market yeah great because we, we haven't we haven't really gone there yet they've heard your name yeah they, what, they've it, heard what this, are we talking about here this mythology that's starting to develop around your product yeah but what is it tell us about this battle axe yeah you got it <laughs> so uh we make a few different models of overlanding trailers okay, okay. so what does that mean Basically, this is a trailer that you can pull behind like a Jeep or a four wheel drive through the mountains. They're, they're meant to go off grid, uh, through rivers, over trails, you know, kinds of things, mm-hmm. places you would never dream of taking. Narrow, double track, yeah. even even smaller pathways than you would say typical forest service fire roads. In some cases, yeah. Our, our XER model uh-huh. can be pulled behind a side-by-side, for example. Okay. So, you know, side-by-side gets you somewhere between a Jeep and a four-wheeler. And for those who are listening, that's like an ATV. Yeah, like a Polaris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, things like that. Our larger XOC model, it's got a sleeping cabin inside. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can fit a queen mattress in there. And this is one that would be pulled behind like a Jeep or a a half ton pickup Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, The nice thing about these trailers, so the battle axe, if we frame it that way. (laughs) Well, it's that sturdy, right? Oh, let's get into that. (laughs) Let's get into that in a second. So it's it's all the amenities that you need without having a fifth wheel or something yeah you know because you're not going to take a fifth wheel back in the sticks uh with these trailers if you can get the vehicle there mm-hmm. most likely you can this trailer can follow yeah okay so a lot of the guys that want to go guys and gals that want to go way back uh, we were talking before the before the podcast I, I was speaking to one of our customers in montana and he said you know i just took this across a river Mm-hmm. And then I, I passed the parking lot where the trucks and the trailers stopped to unload their ATVs. He says, I drove past those guys at that parking area. I crossed the river and then I went way back into the, the, the area, the forest area where everybody isn't. And yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. That his, his experience with these trailers is I go camp where everyone isn't. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things that people like to do with these trailers. Um, how are we doing for describing the battle? Well, I think we I think we got a good start on it. But you mentioned some of the amenities that, that you need and don't need. Mm-hmm. We're so used to talking about your more typical standard RVs where people are looking for amenities like onboard plumbing, bathrooms, showers, interior cooking and all that. However, the market, the actual target consumer for an overlanding trailer, they look for different things. What? What do they look for? They aren't looking for indoor plumbing. What what are their eyes keen to see? Yeah, that's a great question, Clint. So really, if you're if you're going overlanding, you want to be in nature. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're not going that far into nature to spend the weekend in a fifth wheel on an iPad. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to be fishing, you're going to be hunting. You're you just love getting out. Yeah. So the amenities, you come to the back of the trailer, you open up the hatch, and, and you're going to have a galley okay right? you're going to have a sink you're going to have a stove you're going to have storage uh, a water tank underneath that holds you know give or take about 30 gallons uh, the the models vary a little bit did you say 30 gallons mm-hmm. for that size trailer mm-hmm. y'all you're gonna have to go on their website and see yeah that's, that's a lot these are these trailer. are not big trailers these are quote unquote a teardrop without 
I really mean, yeah, being in the shape size. of a tear. <laughs> but the, but a, they're small. I mean, just the sleeping quarters inside. But just so you guys know what we're talking about, we're talking a little camper with some cool stuff on it. Okay, picture Thor's hammer without the hammer <laughs> and wheels. Okay, so 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 that's what they find in the galley. What what else is What's this? So What's up here in the front? So up in the front, uh, gearboxes. Okay. So you got a good size gearbox. Mm -hmm. And in front of the gearbox sits kind of your power station, let's say. It's it's where the batteries, charge controller, power inverter are centralized. Okay. That's also where you can hook up to shore power. Okay. Okay. So that's good because the XOC model that has the sleeping cabin has an available air conditioning unit. Uh, but that's something that you need to support with a generator or shore power. Mm -hmm. You've got a plug for that. You've also got an auxiliary plug for solar. So if you want to throw out some solar panels while you're camping, plug in. Great for that style of camping, by the way. Yeah. 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 You know, I love that because I've seen a lot of these smaller off-gridding, off-road campers that don't even have the option for 30 amp service. Right. They just, it's not an option. And I always thought that was, because I guess you just assume that you're going to be in the middle of nowhere and you're not going to plug in. But I want the option. Yeah, well, the I mean, is, I wanna, it's, yeah, if you got If it, I wanted to, I could. It's not uncommon for people who travel this way to go long distances as well. And they want to get to their main destination, maybe some BLM land somewhere way out there, some public land that's open. And they may have to travel for a couple nights to get there. It makes perfect sense in between that point A and point B that you may overnight at a place with power. Charge your batteries. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, the destination, the dream destination is way out there. But you got to get to the way out there first. <laughs> absolutely. And so in ways I think that, that's very cool. Sorry. It, it's... Um, I sort of say in, in ways that you wouldn't expect, for example, so 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 border, border patrol, mm -hmm. fact, let's to our border patrol friends out there. If if this was you, I want to talk to you mm -hmm. uh, some years ago uh, when the company was was younger uh, and before I was part of Orshear, we were contacted by border patrol and they had agents that would go out because they had a section of border to patrol. Right, right. And it made sense for them to have a place to wash up. You know, we've, it's it's got a, a mm -hmm. twelve volt powered propane fired heater, right? Okay. Warm up. It's also got a shower point. You could take a hot shower out in the field. Yeah. And so they had an interest in these because they could pull this behind their patrol vehicle. Yeah. And spend a night in the field if necessary comfortably instead right. of sleeping in the cab of the truck or something mm -hmm. right you know and be better at your job because you've rested because you've been taken care of that's right mm -hmm. that's right we actually had a, a a former law enforcement officer come into our facility and he's like oh i'd have killed to have one of these he worked in california at the time mm -hmm. and he said this would have been great for some of the things we were doing mm -hmm. um, it gave us a place if somebody needed first aid or something right. we, could, we could administer that um he also it was kind of funny he says plus these these tough rails you guys weld on here he's like that's where i would handcuff them to have them <laughs> until i could get finish up with what we well, were they doing. might try and run but they're going to be dragging it pretty <laughs> <laughs> it's so, got wheels <laughs> yeah, it's, so Man. obviously the utilities um utilities there you can throw both models have a uh, or all of our models have a roof rack mm -hmm. and so you can put a rooftop tent up there or just gear if you want so, so. this one the xer mm -hmm. this is does not have sleeping quarters inside of it it is just a 
trailer with it's kind of a utility trailer you put stuff? a t- rooftop yeah. tent on top maybe yeah. it's a it's a gearbox trailer okay yeah. okay okay but it does have a, a galley that rolls out of the back so you have like a kitchen area yeah. you have storage yeah. picture okay. what mike smith who's been on our podcast before oh. what mike smith rolls with yeah so yeah, he like, has the he has the back of I want to say it's an old, really old pickup truck. It, it's like a nineteen fifty two pickup truck bed. But it but it was like a utility that truck. he turned into like a yeah. You've, you've seen guys who turned oh yeah who basically created their own. Mm-hmm. I mean utility or absolutely. bug out trailer. That's yeah. a big part of it. Yeah. Bug out. Yeah. And it's got uh, both models actually have the fridge freezer combo as well. Okay. 12 volt supported. So um, with the galley, you get, you know, of course, running water, hot and cold uh, stove, mm-hmm. sink. Uh, the XCR doesn't have any need for a, for a heater because there's, as you mentioned, there's nothing to heat. There's no yeah. sleeping. <laughs> Unless you put a rooftop tent on it. Yeah. You know, then you can, you can sleep on top of it. Yeah. And that's what most people do for that particular model. But uh-huh. it only, it only weighs 1,350 pounds. And so the cool thing about the XCR is you pull it behind a Subaru. Yeah. You pull it behind a yeah. side by side, you know, the smaller SUV crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're working on getting the word out. I'm pretty sure my three-year-old could pull it. Yeah. I mean, he's stout. You feed him regularly? Uh, he demands Every it. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> where do you take these things so people can learn about them? Or so you can get where you can test the water and find out what people like, dislike. Where do you where do you take these things? Where do you go to get a, have a look at it? Yeah. Like like we've we've talked about SEMA and in things. In the like woods. That. Yeah, SEMA You just hammers. gotta walk around in the woods. That's right. Yeah. Until you find one. You go <laughs> What's that? <laughs> So we do we do some shows and and other uh, some of our dealers will take you know their inventory to the shows as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you mentioned SEMA, King of the Hammers, and there's a handful around the nation. Uh, King of the Hammers. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with this, I've but never, it sounds like the right place to take this. I've never heard of that. <laughs> well, these are the places where the overlanding community gathers. Okay. So so speaking of niche, you know, it's it's if you get into real overlanding. You will find the people that, like your friend uh, that made the utility, mm-hmm. Mike Smith. Yeah, you know, people people were kind of doing this on their own, but then when overlanding became a thing mm-hmm. and people started producing trailers, then the guys that are that are tricking out their jeeps, you know, they're turning their Rubicons into this, that, or the other thing, and you know, then they went, oh, I could put one of these. Mm-hmm behind my rig yeah i can still go play i can still be tough i can still be wild i can i can travel the roads that nobody can you know typically get down right. with a camping trailer mm-hmm. but i can yeah you know they have a, a fully articulating hitch mm-hmm. so uh if you take one of these things off road you know they track very well behind a four-wheel drive Different than a standard ball hit, sure, of course. Sure, there's limitations on what a typical ball can do. It's perfect for, for most trailers, but once you start doing off-road, particularly yeah. where Jeep wants to go. So what I love about this format is that whoever's making them pretty much understands that the owner is looking for a way to make themselves known as an individual. I can't my way. I want to go my places, do it my way. So I, so they, you designed this kind of to be a platform for modular build out. And I've always loved that about this format is that every unit, it may come with a base, but then you add to it, you build out, build it up to be yours. 
Yeah. And you know that you're going to do that when you buy it. It's like the Jeep club, you know, you buy a Jeep so you can start personalizing it. You know, and you'll see that in the Toyota Tacomas and the Forerunners crowd as well. The Broncos now, too. Yeah. You buy them to attach stuff to it and to put stickers on it. That's one of the things we buy. <laughs> Is that why you buy it? 100%. Because you also buy Jeeps to buy parts. But that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you, you've seen the Jeeps driving around, right? That are, uh, yes. Right? Tons of them. And so she what, likes them better than the Mustang boys. I'll tell you that. Fair enough. <laughs> I hate Mustangs. <laughs> so maybe the, you know, the question is like, once your Jeep is totally tricked out, well, now what do you do? You buy a trailer and you trick it out. You buy a trailer <laughs> and trick it out. Yes. Yeah. And these, I talked to one customer and he said, he, he wanted to know the dimensions of the roof rack. He was going to mount a fly fishing tube to yes. store and yes. transport his fly fishing poles. Yes. And and they were surprisingly long. I, I get I, mm-hmm. I I understand fly fishing is awesome. Yeah. I don't I don't do a, mu- a bunch of it. Yeah, but those poles are long. They can be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so like crazy. You know, there you go. There's a customization. Right. Um, everything on these Vorsher trailers, you know, people attach to there's a, a panel across the back hatch that's got pre-cut squares in it and that's designed to make it modular for mm-hmm. attachments mm-hmm. uh the things on the side uh the the roof rack itself multiple attachment points you can put a rooftop tent on there you could put other things up there sure whatever you want to put on a rooftop rack and they're mounted on a timber and suspension timber and ax- the axle suspension that's out there yeah they're independent so there's no axle in everybody fact. at once now we're paddling <laughs> our hands <laughs> um it's kind of cool when somebody comes to tour uh, the facility. You you get down and you look under one of these mm-hmm. trailers, and there's no axle to get caught on anything. Right, right. That's that's the independent nature. So I'll do my turn with the paddles. Right. When they design these, they put a lot of thought into not only what was practical but what was strong mm-hmm. and and would stand the test of time. You go into the frame shop and and sometimes you'll see a trailer where wiring is just kind of zip tied along the rail or something. Mm-hmm. Well, oh yes, I have seen this. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yes. So you take that through the weeds and guess what happens? Right? Your wires get pulled off. Electrified weeds. Electrified weeds. <laughs> That's right. It's a party. It's a problem. It's, the Forest Service does not name. like it. <laughs> There's got to be. It's a, a good band name. All right, we'll come up. Come up with a band. I the know, electrified so weeds. I think. It, I think that we need a didgeridoo in the band, though. Okay, back to it. When when you look at these frames, there's a tube welded through the cross members, right? A little tube section. Oh, this is what I've wanted to do with the flatbed trailer at the ranch so bad. But I digress. And that's where the wires pass through. Yeah. Right. So so even that now, does that take extra time for our welders to go and weld that tube through a cross member? Of I'm, course it does. I'm gonna guess yes. Yeah, <laughs> of course it does. But why is it done? Because it's quality. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. so frame and we've got great guys in, in our frame shop, great welders. Um now, next to the steel shop is our TIG shop, where the aluminum is processed. TIG shop? TIG. T-I-G. T-I-G. It's a very different way to melt metal to metal, but it's 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 a beautiful thing. It's kind of how you weld aluminum. It's a skill I want to learn someday. What? I've never even heard of this. There's MIG, and there's TIG, and there's some other things. Even sol- soldering is considered welding. Uh, okay. So joining, I guess, welding in its basic form is just joining, joining metals, two things together. Yeah. Yeah, Typically through heat. I learned when my dad was, uh, had an old Lincoln arc welder 
Mm-hmm. And when I was about 10, he cut me loose. He showed me how to kind of strike the rod. Oh, my gosh. And just sort of said, here, have your fun. Your dad was a wild man. Oh, he, he was, was awesome. one of those. <laughs> he was awesome for stuff like this. And so I, I don't consider myself a welder professionally. I, yeah. I've, I've welded well enough to do my projects over the right. years things things would stay together yeah yeah i can get it done it's not pretty i can get it done. my father-in-law is a very functional welder yeah functional. It, it looks like blobs of boogers but it holds together really well holds together. <laughs> these guys if you look at these welds superb yeah superb there's nothing more satisfying than those youtube videos there's okay there's some equally satisfying youtube videos out there but i really for some reason i can get lost watching someone weld up close and i'm not a welder but a satisfying weld is a satisfying weld yeah <laughs> yeah it's Clint, true it's the weirdest thing i've ever heard you're such a nerd you're welcome <laughs> uh, all right so we talked about the tires wheels the suspension the frame mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, are, what else what about these walls and what's what's the roof and, and so how is this how's this going to hold up against the weather tell us how it's built oh. up for this so uh marine grade plywood is used okay in most of the construction and this is the kind of plywood that you know you can take a piece of it and put it in a glass of water and walk away and come back and it's still just fine okay i mean this is you know marine grade right it's Mm -hmm. it's meant to repel the elements and and be durable so that largely comprises the construction of the xoc um, and then it gets a aluminum skin over the top of that yeah okay so that's good to protect you know from abrasion elements Mm -hmm. and so forth uh this now we should probably announce this new model do you want to get into that yeah yeah what's 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 coming xct yeah so that's that's coming out 2022 pretty cool trailer designed to hit you know a, a, a mid-range price point and and that's somewhat yet to be determined i, I don't want to know name any numbers right now okay, now now for those who are listening who don't know this scene mid-range price point for a for a entry level or even a mid-level um travel trailer that you're used to is not the same thing in the adventure trailer and overland trailer market they are yes. they are very different they are built different to go different Good places point. and camp differently so so if you're talking about this is meant to meet a mid-range price point it's for this market not your typical rv market fair enough it's for this buyer who wants to live this way so mid-range yeah 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 well so just for an example our 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 xoc fully kitted out mm-hmm. msrp is about fifty seven thousand. Mm-hmm. so the xct is designed to come in less than that okay let's say that okay and and it's going to have some cool features for example a composite roof okay uh aluminum frame insulated walls okay okay a little different construction than, than yeah. the marine gray plywood we talked about uh the insulated walls are a big plus a lot of people want that so we're going to provide that but it's designed to be a little less complicated right kind of kind of streamline the the need of a trailer that has a sleeping quarters right so it'll have the same queen mattress uh, space inside um, but it'll be a little bit more affordable for somebody that maybe isn't ready to drop fifty-seven thousand. now here's another thing to be interested in though 
or something that's helpful, let's say it that way. We do have an NADA listing on these trailers. So when, when people come here to Princess Craft and they want to purchase one of these trailers, they can finance that trailer through their bank or credit yeah. union or whatever. Let me just say thank you for you guys being proactive on that. We've actually oh God, we've actually yes. brought new trailer brands on board and we had to kind of walk them through the it's a problem. The why, the why of doing that. <laughs> so thank you for being on top of that. Yeah, that's well, there you go. There's Steve again, our mm -hmm. owner, and that's his vision and understanding of the market. And I think in part because he realized, you know, you had uh, in some cases a retired couple who, mm -hmm. you know, they're cashing in their 401k. They're taking out a second mortgage on their home just so they can buy this trailer that right. they want to then travel with and so forth. Um, so that's really cool, mm -hmm. right? NADA listings, nice. Um, it makes them, you can buy them. Yeah. You, you, you can buy them. Yeah. Suddenly accessible. So would it be fair to ask you to, as a sidebar, but on the microphone, tell us what your other project is? Just, sure. just, just because we are connected as well to we, we have people who might like to hear your other gig. What's your other gig? I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking about it a little before the podcast. I wasn't listening. Um, <laughs> it's so. It's a project to help parents with children with autism. Okay, is the high level, and uh, we were talking about video production and so forth, and uh -huh. recording, and so this other project. Uh, gem train g-e-m-t-r-a-i-n and mostly found on youtube at this point um, is a series of videos to help parents have children with autism and uh, so i'm still managing that on the side um, interestingly enough steve and i have done a few outreach things also and uh, along the notes of helping families and helping uh, where we can, mm -hmm. um, Vorshier is very supportive of not only my time, but other endeavors that we can go out and do outreach things in the community. Um, he and I presented together at a junior high a few months ago for their suicide prevention week. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's kind of cool as for the owner of a company to stand up in front of a kid, a group of kids and say, hey, here's my story mm -hmm. and um, and we were able to um, do a few other things as well along the way uh, we have a program that we're involved in that we really like um, it's called building beginnings i hope they don't mind being mentioned and, mm -hmm. and getting a shout out they're taking recently released inmates who you know the recidivism rate if you look at incarceration it's a revolving door it's right very, yep. right it's very, very sad certainly in the 90 percent this program in utah where vorshire is based will help uh recently released inmates get a place to live a job and transportation which they have determined are three of the key factors to reducing that revolving door that Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's huge and so we're getting more involved with with we're very impressed with what we see yeah. Uh, with them and we've been to visit a few times with, right. with what they're doing you take those successes that you're that you're starting to already reap for a young company and you start sewing them back in and other people start to come be raised up as well that's cool yeah we're pretty stoked about it it's and that's that's really our culture right mm -hmm. uh, and i think part of it is because uh, you know i don't think steve would mind me saying um life hasn't just handed him everything on it uh, you mm -hmm. know he wasn't born with a silver spoon and that's no discredit to his upbringing i know his dad fantastic good mm -hmm. people um, but like me my parents didn't have a lot they mm -hmm. loved me uh, you know but 
they didn't have a lot. And so, you know, having different shops and different things along the way and and having really just some empathy for what it feels like maybe to to uh, to have a, a failure yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. to hit a roadblock in your life, have a wall go up. Mm-hmm. And what do you do with that? Well, Steve has said you pick up the pieces and you build something else. Mm-hmm. Right. And after having been through a few of those things, you look at people who are struggling different. Absolutely. Right. And you say, hey, maybe this isn't because you're just second class or maybe yeah. this isn't, you know, maybe what you need is just a chance mm-hmm. that you haven't been given yet. Yeah. Well, maybe you did learn a lesson, but you need an opportunity to apply it. And this world isn't necessarily good at giving another opportunity to apply a lesson learned. Right. Well, it sounds like Princess Craft and Vorshear have a lot in common in that respect. Uh, PJ is very big into doing stuff like that. Uh, when we went to the, oh, what was it called? That shelter we went to, the alternative high school. Oh, yeah. And it, taught them how to work on their cars and stuff. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So anyway, this is... You're doing great, Lindsay. So cool. This I is an exciting that. partnership. I know. Well, we, to be honest, the past year or two, we haven't done a lot of the things that we used to do a lot right. of because right. this has just been too overwhelming. It's gotten harder. Um, but that's not really an excuse. There are still other people who need our help. But PJ is very big in, into that stuff, and she's always looking for the next person or the next organization that we can get involved in. So good. Very for, cool. Good yeah. You guys, that's awesome. I didn't know that. So yeah, that's, that is cool. Yeah. So. Stephen PJ should have a conversation. Welcome to the family. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling a group hug coming on here. Oh, yay. Yeah, but don't make it awkward with a handshake in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so you and your family, you camp, um, I bet that you've done some camping in your product, but your family is not small. So tell me about your love for, for camping and how this product looks to you, I don't know, maybe in your future. Well, yeah. I, so again, we were chatting a little bit earlier mm-hmm. and we, we presently have a motorhome because we, we have kids at home. And, mm-hmm. and uh, but let me say this, a Vorshire trailer actually is not... It does not exempt a family from taking this trailer out. Mm-hmm. And here's mm-hmm. why. You put, let's say the XOC, for example. Mm-hmm. You put mom and dad in the cabin, maybe a yes. small child if you have younger kids. Okay. It's a queen mattress in there. Sure. And then? And then the rooftop tent. That's right. Where right? the kids want to be anyways, yes, y'all. Yes. They still That's get their the tent. Right. Their fun yes. camping experience, but they're safe mm-hmm. right safe. above you. And and they, it's like a treehouse to them. Oh, yeah. Yes. They love it. It's so much fun. But here's the best part. You wake up and it's it's small enough that it provides you with the, the necessities that you need. Mm-hmm. But you wake up. Now it's time to get out of the trailer and go and be in nature. Go throw some rocks in the street. Go fishing. Shoot your bow and arrow. Do whatever you want to, right? Yeah. This camper really is designed for people who want to be outside of their camper. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a lot of the customers we have here. Yes. Well, anybody that's had that experience where, you know, again, nothing against a fifth wheel or a larger camper. But, you know, sometimes you get inside and you and the rollouts. and I It's very you, residential. Yeah, you know, it's like home. Yeah. 
But then you almost have to ask yourself, well, why didn't I just stay home? It's a lot well, easier. See, I think I don't think people buy these large fifth wheels and class A's and all that. I don't think most of them buy them with the intent of that effect happening to them. But it happens to so many. It's so Good easy point. to slip into comfort. Yeah. And right. there's a freaking lazy yeah. boy inside and, and, and nice. a fireplace. Yeah. And, and again, like we always say, there's nothing wrong with that kind of right. camping. But I don't think that that's what you want to do. Just thinking that's going to happen to yeah. them. Yeah. That this is the vessel I'm going to use to get me to places to be more outdoorsy, but then right. it does, sometimes it doesn't yeah. pan out. But whenever you're talking about this class, where you're talking about overlanding trailers, you're, just, you're definitely getting out of the you're thing. You're forced. You're forced out of it. And, <laughs> and so it's kind of like buying the thing that is going to not just help you do the things that you want to do, where you want to do them, but it's actually going to motivate you from a from a very real physical tangible standpoint you're you're going to have to get out of the trailer. Oh, yeah. You're one <laughs> fart away from having to spend the entire <laughs> evening outside. One <laughs> fart away. I think we have one of our new taglines. Yes. T-shirts, banners. I see That's it now. Great. You're always one <laughs> fart away from adventure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're almost uh, Maybe I should so, so we're, we're getting down there now. So I might as well bring up our one of them. Yes. I really like that. American made badassery. So that's almost like one fart away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, I think this is kind of cool. <laughs> we wipe up the competition. <laughs> Quick, Clint. We're not, t- we're not doing this right now. I just... Uh, did, that, did that joke stink? I'm sorry. Uh, Man, we just said rock bottom. We, we do have a picture of poop drawn on a post-it on the wall right in front of my desk. Well, you said we had to get stuff done. You didn't say stuff. I didn't say stuff. I said we like taping beep to the wall and yeah. then you drew me a picture of it and stuck yeah. it on the wall oh, that, this is making sense because you have yeah. a bunch of other stuff taped on the there's wall. so yeah, much yeah, stuff yeah. taped so, on the wall it's mm-hmm. making me nervous but also making me feel organized so like nervously organized nervously we might actually get something done <laughs> <laughs> i'm nervous we might get something done <laughs> all right refocus well, here here's a thought right so I, I mentioned to you, I, ha- I have a motorhome yep. presently because we have little kids. And, and for some of the things that we do, I was asking about the hawk and knife because we go to the Mountain Man Rendezvous uh, every year up in Utah. Mm-hmm. And we love it. And it's really nice to have the motorhome for that, mm-hmm. for example. But I can imagine that people who end up staying inside don't really plan to. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair point. And it just sort of becomes the default. Mm -hmm. Well, have you ever had that experience with your kids where, you know, if you can just set up the right environment, it naturally becomes fun for them. Oh my gosh, yes. You know what I mean? 100%. Like instead of saying, get out of the motorhome, you know, you just go, hey, it's time to get up. And then naturally it's like pretty soon they're next to the stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's 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 a positive that Yeah, it's it's right? South Texas. There are alligators in the stream. It's fantastic. That's where I grew up. Level with me. So I'm fairly new to Texas. Yeah. Are there really gators in the water? Absolutely. Yeehaw, yeah. yes. Oh, yes. All right. So what's the deal with gators? Like what how do you they're how do you adorable? Get, they're adorable. I mean, with a bow and lipstick. <laughs> bow and lipstick. No. Um 
in South Texas in particular and in Houston area, it, it can you can have some marshy and swampy areas, especially in the coastal areas where the where the waters are mixing from the Gulf and the, mm-hmm. and the freshwater come down. Mm-hmm. You definitely have areas where there are gators. And that's the, the area of Texas I grew up in. So that's where growing up, if I was water skiing or canoeing or jet skiing or what have you, um, along the banks, you knew that there's a chance there's gators out there. Wow. So what do you do if you see a gator? Yeah, that's, you, you go the other way. <laughs> well, you're you not supposed to like play dead? Uh, yeah. Um, it's hard to water ski with a 410. But yeah. It's got to be. A no, point. don't kill the gator. It is actually not legal. Uh, it's not legal to just go after the gators you just shouldn't. just for happenstance. Uh, now, if you have livestock and you're trying to protect livestock, there's there's some other rules you can Poor play gators, by. Gators just trying to get a meal. Yeah. Now, do they get big? I mean, are they we can. Talking? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. this is like Louisiana like get a tractor to drag it out, kind of big. Really? Uh-huh. Wow, that'd be a problem. Do people like? do attacks occur i mean not often not often it's kind of like you you hear you hear the harrowing tales of bear attacks you know the percentage of bear attacks are so low that's that people will get struck by lightning way more often okay fair enough so when when it happens there's a lot of a lot of attention to it yeah but it's not it's it's an exciting thing but it's not going to happen to you so if i come camping in texas i I can go fishing and i don't have to worry that i'm going to get snatched by a gator not by no but what you have to worry about here the real monster of texas is the mosquito Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Way what? scarier than if any you could, alligator you could ever. Mosquito. Play it one of two ways. You either bring extra packets of blood for transfusions to fill yourself He's back up. He's not even joking. Or you bring them as a lure and you just set them up, you know, a couple yards away and let them attack the bag instead of you. People play it both ways, so you just pick your poison there. But deep, fair enough, doesn't work. Yeah, nothing will work. No bug screens work. Just, oh, yeah. just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Mosquitoes, yeah. they're the worst. So I had a friend that is uh, a Vietnam veteran, and he talked about the mosquitoes over there. And, yeah. and I think they had, I think they gave them almost 100% DEET uh-huh. uh, for their yeah. military-issued repellent. That could not be good for you. I don't think it does. <laughs> no. no. I Trust me, I just not. can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, neither are bullets, but it's Vietnam. <laughs> oh, no. So, oh, God. Uh, and no insensitivity to our Vietnam vets, um, honestly. But um, he said that the joke over there was they called it mosquito attractant. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, because they didn't care. They didn't care. Yeah. There's nothing you could do. Um, they'd get on your face and lips uh, would swell to the mm-hmm. point. You see, you couldn't feel the canteen against your <laughs> lips. To oh, yeah. stop. Yeah. So, Ugh. pretty, pretty rough. Mosquitoes so, so the are the Texas, worst. They're the worst. Yeah. They're the worst. They're uh, huge. The, okay, yeah. Now, if it's Texas, right, you put a saddle on everything in Texas, right? So, do people saddle these? The mosquitoes? Enough? Yeah, they're big enough to put a saddle on. Well, down saddle. to the coast, yeah, yeah, you can just find a few saddles. But uh, the horse flies down under the coast you can actually pull a truck wagon with <laughs> cheap transportation <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no let's segue back right let's let's talk so about camping <laughs> if you are camping in tech you know we've mentioned all these critters uh-huh. and problems uh-huh. right uh-huh it would be nice to crawl into a enclosed cabin. Nice segue, Mark. Yeah, so I did that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Um, 
it, you know, you're going to hear out there that there's 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 so many parks and campgrounds that won't let you go with your old canvas side pop up because they have bear restrictions and all that. Yes, there are a few, and oftentimes those restrictions on you taking your canvas side pop up, they're usually seasonal, depending on the movement mm-hmm. of the bear and what they can expect and and all that. So, I actually have to have this conversation often. I prefer the hard side. I really do. I like the format, but then you put a rooftop tent for the kids and they're like, well, now you can't go in these places because this is out of canvas side. You can probably camp really close by at a campground that will yeah, have you to- ever had a problem of getting because you have canvas on your trailer yeah, yeah. not at all and we've definitely camped in bear country mm-hmm. and we're just aware of it and we use the bear bo- storage boxes yeah. you know for your provisions and food and stuff like yeah. that you just try to be smart about it it's just one of those things that somebody said on the internet one time and then it's like well and yet again thing. it comes back there are more incidents of humans being hit by lightning than being attacked by bears. I don't want either of those things to happen to me. Well, I will say the lightning does sound more instantaneous. So if I had my drugs, And like you might get cool powers from it. Oh, there is that. <laughs> mm-hmm. There is that. All right. Well... Mark, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know. I think. I, I think I'm just as guilty as all present. Uh, yeah. Parties. Yeah. Can we blame well, this hey, on you? <laughs> part of it. All right. Are, are you going to come by whenever we get our first shipment of trailers from you guys? Are you going to be bringing them down? That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what we can do. Um, we we want to make sure so here's the thing we've been assuming to some degree that people that buy these already know what they are but there are going to be people that come on your lot and they're like wait what what's that yeah 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 absolutely and so we want you to have you know a pretty now you guys already have a pretty good understanding of overlanding so Mm -hmm. you know we're not going to need to do a lot there but for sure we want to be able to walk around the trailer and and have you be able to walk around the trailer and then you lift up the side door and you're like What's that? Well, that's an on-demand water heater, and this is a shower point. So you can stand here and take a shower, mm-hmm. a hot shower, with a four-shirt trailer, mm-hmm. right? And we're gonna, we want to make sure that you're- Y'all, to- he just said a big thing for the Overland trailer yeah. market. That's not I'm a small thing you just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to get one uh, and check it out, open up all the doors, crawl inside of it, take a nap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Queen Where Where about in Utah? Is your factory, or you, and you're building a new factory, I think. So where where will people find you if they're driving through the area? Yeah, Springville. Okay. Um, so we don't do direct sales. Right. Uh, now we're happy to, you know, talk with people and we get people that call and have questions. We try to refer people to our dealers. Oh, yeah. Because as we educate you and as you become familiar with the trailers, you're actually in the best position to, you know, to help right. answer questions. Um, Springville is about an hour south of Salt Lake for those that don't know Utah very well. It's a beautiful area, y'all. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, we. I grew up in Washington State. My wife and I also beautiful area. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, um, so, pretty lucky to be right there in the heart of. I mean, we've got so much national forest that's available, yes. largely because it, you know steep mountains, and you can't really do anything else. You can't really build in a high mm-hmm. desert. Yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of open, and you know we do motorcycles as a family and ATVs and and hiking, camping type stuff, and and so. You know, a your trailer is a perfect fit for yes. the environment. Yes. Mark, thanks. You're, you, it's been great. Uh, and I'm excited to actually get your product, the, the Vorsher trailers, all three of them. Once they're ready to roll this way, I'm excited to see them on the sales lot. I want to yeah. go all through them. 
We can't wait. I think we've got you signed up for two of each right now, and that'll be your initial delivery, and we'll just keep them coming. Sweet. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Lindsay? What? You're okay. How was the interview with Mark? Uh, I got a t-shirt. Yeah, I... I enjoyed the conversation with Mark. I learned a fair bit. It's it's really, I like what I learned about the company, really. Mm-hmm. And they are, I mean, they're new and they were new through COVID and they're navigating, getting distributorship basically set up through uh, an ever-expanding dealer network. I learned a lot. I did. I like them. Um, I feel like I, if I were to rate me as an interviewer for that mm-hmm. interview, I would, I would start by apologizing to all the listeners because... I went all over the place and I influenced the other two people on the microphone to also <laughs> go all over the place. So, But if you don't expect that a little bit from us, then yeah. maybe it's not the right podcast and for maybe you. Maybe not realistic. Yeah. But I think that Vorshear and Princess Craft are really good together. A good match. Yeah, yeah. I thought that. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. And I just, I want to see it. I'm ready to see the trailer yeah. and, and yeah. open up everything and kick the tires. And I'm not going to kick any tires. Have you seen my shoes? Yeah. But like, really, I, I want to see the product and I think it'll be a good fit Obviously, for us. I'm excited. Mark works for Vorshear. He needs to talk up the product. Right, but We it's have to get interested in it. It However, looks cool as hell. I feel like this is, this is one of those instances where you're excited about it because you have a real good feeling that when it does show up on the lot it's going to be confirmation of what you heard of the details i i just can think of all these people listening to this saying wait you bought a product that you've never seen yeah you invited the rep down yep you did a podcast. Yep. You're wearing the T-shirt. Uh, never seen the product. Never what? seen and the product. How often does this happen in viable RV dealerships? I, I have no idea, but hopefully we're a viable dealership and we have done it before and we'll do it again. We look on the internet. We talk with people. Yep. If we like the people, it's about the we company like the being product, a good fit. Yeah, mm-hmm. then I am all in. Let's, let's try, try it. it. Well, let's, let's do. Let's talk yeah. brands through the years that this has been literally how they've come on and we've been really successful with those brands hand in hand i mean a liner showed up really early when you started um dealing with trailers right mm-hmm. but um, i did see it before i bought it i mean okay. in all fairness shout out to bill wiley thank you for getting us started and turning us into a dealership okay what about like intech yeah absolutely the, I, was, mean, I was coming to that did did we see an intech before because i know even if we did see an intech before like what their first one like a chase mm-hmm. right they had a chase. Uh, we didn't we didn't see the rest of them before we got them. Right. We didn't see the whole soul line. We had no idea what that was until we just said, yeah, we'll take yeah. them. But here's the deal. We had established that we really had a good feeling about they are quality people. Yes. And that went a long way. Yes. How about Taxa? That's a story. Yeah. We have a whole podcast about that with, with Garrett from Taxa. Mm-hmm. So I'll refer back to that in the show notes. But we have a whole podcast on it. Taxa, you were numero uno. Well, I saw the basic one and said, hmm, okay, interesting. Prototype level, right? Past that, I'm like, I'm in. Let's build it. Let's change it. Let's adjust it. Uh-huh. It was really fun. Uh, so there have been a number of those over the years. Mm-hmm. There's a couple that- RKS. Yeah. Oh, RKS. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a couple that we still haven't seen yet. Yep. We got a few new uh, Their ideas. They're building them. Living Light. Do you remember when Living Light started? No. I was like 
12. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, just build it. Send it to me. I think it's cool. You guys do a great job. Come on. So it's fun. And really, it's about the quality of the manufacturer to me. And, you know, they're going to make missteps along the way. But if we can talk to them, we can work with them, then we can help the customers navigate that too. And that is really, in my mind, the role of a dealership. Mm -hmm. So I am just thrilled. It was Coming in for the real thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was really great to uh, to to visit with Mark, get to meet him, mm-hmm. and now the rest of the world can meet him too. Absolutely, absolutely. And we'll have him back at some point in time. We're going to have his trailers actually here, and we'll uh, eventually have them back on as well. That'd be yep. Cool. yep, yep, yep. Follow the progress. All right, Lindsay, you have anything else for us? Uh, can I sing us out? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to back off the mic. Take us out. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. If you're watching on YouTube or else we'll just talk to you next week. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs>